0: Welcome to View from the Top of the Goalpost. I'm Diesel joining you from Diesel's Dapper, Dungeon of Delight. And I am joined by the Dadalach of football picks and of life. He is Chad. How are you doing, Chad?
1: Oh, I am good. And today I am once again joining you from my patio because, folks, it's one of the last few nice days we're probably going to get. And the last time I can do this comfortably from my three seasons patio. So why not do it when I get can? you know? Make hay while the sun shines.
0: Yeah, it's November 2nd when we're recording this and it's a high like 72 or something today. So that's that's rare for Wisconsin. We're usually at least high of 40s right now, so.
1: Yeah, I got windows open in my house, it's wild. I
0: mean, yeah, just look at the view behind them. It's nice and sunny, usually it's dreary. Like this looks more like a mayday. And I mean, a day in May, not a May Day. You know, whatever. Let's let's, let's talk about some football.
1: Woo!
0: <laughs> I mean, uh, let's do a little recap from last week. So, so last week, Chad and I both went 9-6. and six. We don't have the board to show us because Chad took advantage of the beautiful weather. And so we both went 9-6. and six. And uh, I'm still ahead of Chad. Six games. I'm 65-42. and 42. And chance 59 and 48. And remember, we did not pick week one because we were not thinking about this in time and decided to start in week two. So we have 16 games that we didn't pick. So that's why if you're doing the math, which I'm sure you're not, that's why the numbers seem a little off. Yeah. I mean, but before we start picks, we should probably talk about a crazy uh, trade deadline ended on Tuesday and a lot of moves were made and a lot of teams got better and some teams just didn't do anything like uh, the Packers uh, which I mean I'd kind of expect it but it sucks Like, bef- I just want to get it out They, I don't think that one player or one receiver was going to make that much of a difference it's the fact that front office just didn't show us that they cared. It's like it's a theme in Wisconsin sports, and it sucks to be a Wisconsin sports fan right now because front office isn't putting anything into the Packers. You get rid of Devonte Adams, what do they do to replace him? Nothing. Get all these young, unproven guys so that they have nobody to learn from, and that's a big problem right there. But like, just do something to show that we're trying. We hear you as fans who are the owners of this team, even though it's just a piece of paper that I paid $300 for. Like, do something. Like, do something. I don't even care. Like, you should have picked up Deshaun Watson, or no, Deshaun Jackson a couple weeks ago, you know? Do something. But they did nothing. And I have been saying it for like 15 years they need to get rid of Mark Murphy. And I am officially... I was already there, but, like, I'm 100% on the fire Brian Guggenkoos bandwagon because what has he done besides draft Aaron Jones? All his other draft picks, to see Kevin King, Jordan Love. Like, I can go down the list. There's a bunch of ones that haven't panned out. I mean, Kenny Clark was a good one. But, I mean, he's missed on more than he's hit. And I don't know. And we just keep these draft picks so he can draft another Kevin King, and we do nothing. So, yeah. That's what I got to say about the Packers, but how uh, about those uh, dolphins? How <laughs> about those dolphins?
1: Hey, that is how you use draft capital without actually drafting college players. They received three first round draft picks out of the trades they made. And those three draft picks became uh, Tyreek Hill, Bradley Chubb, and why am I blanking on the third? Yeah, Waddle right there. Like, yep. come on.
0: I mean, yeah and what did they trade they traded basically trey lance the guy that they didn't even want they had tua and Tua's having a really good season and not only that they got rid of edwards who was doing nothing for them was basically dead weight and upgraded at backup running back by trading for uh, jeff wilson so i think the dolphins are like gearing up to be like hey not so fast Chiefs and uh bills remember who beat you bills now look at we're even stronger <laughs>
1: remember so, who beat you bills
0: <laughs> so I, I like i've been all in on miami all year so when i heard that it was between miami and the jets for chubb i was definitely pushing for miami to get them and i'm glad that they did and yeah i'm i'm very excited because you know how i jumped on the bandwagon for miami this year and if they went all the way i'd be happy about that because i like this team but uh, Bears got Claypool.
1: I think that's probably why Packers are most salty is the fact that every pack, most Packer fans wanted Chase Claypool on the team. And I know that he hasn't been the best, but even for a second rounder, that's pretty cheap for a receiver who's young, under contract, and you don't have to pay for another few years. Like, he would have helped. And even if you're not thinking about this year, he would have helped for next year. Are you going to get that good a wide receiver in their draft in the second round? Maybe, but you don't know. At least Claypool's mildly proven, and the Bears got him. And then the Lions traded Hawkinson to the Vikings. That's just everyone in the North making the Packers look bad. I mean, even the Lions trading away players to accumulate draft picks, that's at least, you know, using the NFL system to its fullest extent the Packers just sitting there on their hands does make them just, ugh. I I get it, man. I get why you're so annoyed. It's it's very frustrating.
0: Like It's like, it's not the fact that they didn't make a trade, like I said. It's the, the, just, it, it's a lack of, like, the tweet that came out from, uh, I can't remember, NFL, Ian Rapport right after the deadline hit, the Packers didn't make any moves. But in quotes, it said, they tried. It's like, I don't buy that for one second. They tried. They made some calls and like, oh, Chase Claypool, a second-round pick? No, 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 no. That's where we get all receivers in the draft who don't pan out. Because I'm Brian and I need that second-round receiver. And it's like, I mean, Ted Thompson did the same thing. But you know what Ted Thompson did? He put together a roster that actually won a Super Bowl. And I wasn't a Ted Thompson fan. Now I'm back in the Packers right now. I need to, I want to talk about the Bears for a second. But uh, Chase Claypool is definitely going to help the bears they got rid of two big defensive players but they got draft capital they have a ton of draft picks next year they have a hundred million dollars cap space next year so they can either decide that uh justin fields isn't the guy which i don't think that they're leaning towards that at all because the last few weeks he's actually looked pretty good and now he's got claypool so he has someone to throw to have a decent run game like Drafting and signing free agents next year for Chicago is gonna be like main priority and I think Chicago is gonna be top in the NFC next year like they're like I wouldn't be surprised if they are favored to win the North next year depending on what they do in the offseason, but like I think and it sucks cuz I'm Packers fan and, like I shouldn't be talking this good about the Bears But, like, I actually am excited to see what they do just because of all the factors. And, I mean, I want them to shit the bed, of course. But, like, I'm excited to see what happens.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, I do think the Patriots are going to stay competitive here. But it feels a lot like the Dolphins and the Bills are now at least a few laps ahead of the Patriots at this point. And it also feels like everyone in the North is about to lap the Packers as well. So it might be a... Rough few years for us, Diesel, in enjoying our favorite teams. I
0: still feel the Patriots are a draft away. Like they get a few pieces. I really feel like with Bill Belichick running that team, like he has a system and it's ever evolving, and like people can't figure out Bill Belichick. That there's a reason why he has six Super Bowl rings. And like I texted you on Sunday about, I want him just to like be on the podium one time and get asked all these questions. After every question, he doesn't answer. He just puts a ring on his finger and the sixth ring goes on his middle finger and he just flips everybody up. Like...
1: The and then just I, walks off.
0: Like, I don't like Bill Belichick as a person. And like, it annoys me that he's caught cheating, but I mean, the, the key word that was caught, like cheating happens and he is caught. Um, but at the same time, I do respect... Him for like he's the second winningest coach of all time now.
1: Yes, he and is passing Don Shula.
0: Yep, so he's
1: no, I mean, only we'll second to Don he... Shula. I'm sorry, Don Shula is the yeah. winningest. He passed up there. Uh, yeah, what's his name?
0: We'll see if uh he gets to Don Shula, but yeah, I don't know. I, I really do feel like the Patriots are a draft away. Like they and Bill Belichick knows how to find those late rounders and make stars. So like yeah, I don't know. Um, the
1: problem is we can't get our early round draft picks right half the time. It's we get a lot of great guys in the back end, and we've been we did pretty decent in free agency lately when we you know spent all that money a couple of years ago. But it's also we, our first round draft picks suck, and half of them aren't on the team anymore. At least half of our first round draft picks over the past you know probably decade. Yeah.
0: So I'm I'm glad that the Bills didn't make a major move. Because, like, they're already stacked enough. And I feel like they're still the favorites in the AFC. Or even after, like, I mean, the Dolphins, like, definitely made themselves a higher favorite. But they're not more, better, more favored than the Bills, even though they beat them. I don't know. I just I found that the trade deadline was really interesting. It was more like a baseball trade deadline. And that's the trend from the last couple years. And I like that. It, like, now... We're halfway through the season. There's so many different variables. It makes it harder to pick these games that we're about to pick. And it's also a sign of futures of the NFL as well. Like 49ers, how are they? They got a couple draft picks back, but like, what are they going to look like after this season? How are they going to pay everybody? And once Debo is healthy, how are they not going to be the team coming out of the NFC? I just yeah,
1: yeah, it's I, wild.
0: I pretty much resided to the fact that the 49ers are the new favorite of the NFC after seeing Christian McCaffrey. He stays healthy, like it's 49ers But uh,
1: I still want to see him against the Eagles. But yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting.
0: I mean, a 49 ers Eagles NFC Championship game. Yeah, I'm. I'm let's do it. I'm all win. in. The I don't think the Packers will be there this year. But uh, might, might, might sneak in the playoffs. Who knows? There's still a lot left. But anyway, let's start picking. Uh, we got uh, the Thursday night game. And I find this very interesting that uh, it's Philadelphia at Houston, which is the World Series teams right now, except the World Series is actually going to be in Philadelphia when this game happens, which is kind of ironic in a way. Um, Isn't that but, ironic? But these two teams couldn't be any more different than their counterparts. Like, the Phillies snuck into the playoffs and had a nice run. The Eagles are 7-0. Houston is dominant. The the Texans are not. They're 1-5-1. The Eagles are favored by 13. I don't even think we need to talk much about this game because it's going to be the Eagles. And I would be surprised if they didn't win by 13 because... Houston really doesn't have like they're not even really putting up a fight anymore.
1: Yeah, no, I a hundred percent. We do not need to talk much about this game at all. Uh, What's the over under on this game?
0: 45 and a half.
1: Yeah. uh, This is the, the earliest I'm doing it. It's the golden lock of the week here folks, because take the under in this game, primetime games this season have hit the under I think at like 80% of the time and I Houston is not going to be able to score against this Eagles defense it's supposed to be a rainy sloppy game it looks like from early forecasts which always favors a lower scoring game and that Eagles run game is going to just run all over Houston they will burn the clock 45 and a half is a lot of points hammer that under golden lock of the week I also got Philly I would Say, take Philly as well, but with a rain game, sometimes weird things happen, and the score could be closer, but I do love the under in this game.
0: They have a retractable roof in Houston.
1: Oh, yeah. Forgot about that. <laughs> Whatever. I don't care. Still still taking the under.
0: I don't know. I Like, they don't cover A.J. Brown again. Like, yeah, but who's – Last week.
1: Yeah, but who's scoring for Houston? That's that's the thing.
0: Yeah, exactly. True. Moving on. First game, Sunday noon. We have the Buffalo Bills who are 6-1 at their uh division rivals, the New York Jets, who are five and three. And this game, the Bills are favored by 12 and a half. And before we started recording, I noticed that there's 13 games this week, and and only two of the games. Actually, it looks like three. No, only two of the games home team is favored, which is nuts. It's
1: a wild stat. You don't usually see that. I mean, in the NFL, they don't really care that much about home and away splits usually. But still, you expect more home teams than that to be favored on a Sunday. This is another game. I Don't get me wrong. The Jets are scrappy, but they aren't scrappy enough to do something. The Bills are... Yeah. I got the Bills going away in this game. Once again, it's too many points. I'm not going to touch it. Though I could easily see. I do think Buffalo will cover. But I just, it's it's too many points to just feel confident in them going. And the Jets always could do something interesting. Just like last week when, oh, I forgot to say. I did go one and three for my locks for last week. Even with my bonus lock, the only one that saved me was the Commander's. Because Atlanta let me down. And then the Cowboys themselves hit the over. Because they scored 49 points. Because why the hell not? And then the Packers scored a bullshit touchdown at the end. to cover the 10.5 point spread. But whatever. It's fine. That's why I'm not touching the big spreads this week. Taking nothing in this game. But I'm taking the Bills to win. Definitely.
0: I mean, I feel like this is the trap game of the week after seeing the bills in the second half against the Packers, just kind of pack it in. I don't like that. Like they're getting too cocky. And if they're not, the jets aren't the Packers. And if they do that to the jets, the jets will beat them because like you said the jets are scrappy the jets have young talent and they have a good defense and robert sala is the kind of coach that is going to like inspire his team to take out the bills you know i i i'm picking the bills but i'm just saying like they better be aware because they're getting a little cocky and they they're going to going to pay for it one of these weeks
1: yeah no i mean we were talking about it during the packers game like, they took their foot off the gas pedal, and they're not going to win a championship if you're going to play like that. Kansas City doesn't do that. The Patriots don't do that. The 49ers sure as hell aren't going to do that. Like, these teams know that you have to put your foot down, and if you get it on your opponent's neck, you have to just keep pushing. And instead, that second half, they looked like garbage.
0: Bad habits stick. Like, bad habits stick easier than good habits. And... I don't like the fact that I mean I do because I'm a Packers fan, but like I don't like the fact that at the end of the game or in the second half, Josh Allen threw two picks to like they weren't even close. He threw them well right to Douglas and right to Alexander. Like that's not Josh Allen, and if he starts getting complacent like that, that's gonna happen when he doesn't want it to happen. So like they need to lock it up. Oh like, yeah, I got the Bills. Yep. Next game. Sunday at noon is the four and three Los Angeles Chargers traveling to the four and four Atlanta Falcons. The Chargers are favored by three and a half, and I'm going to say right now I don't have the Chargers winning this game. I don't believe in the Chargers as like I did at the beginning of this season. They're working on their own thing. I don't know. I feel. There's something about this Atlanta team. And the reason they had such a problem with Carolina last week, we talked about it. Like when Carolina beat Tampa Bay, it's a division game. Like there was so much at stake in that game that Carolina doesn't want to just like lie down. But Atlanta, they like, I don't know. I like Atlanta. I know that you like Atlanta. I just, I'm not very high on the charges right now. And I feel like Atlanta's going to win this game.
1: I feel like this could be another shootout. I think that every Atlanta and Detroit game, no matter who they're playing, has the best opportunity to be a shootout each and every week because those defenses are both... They're good enough that they can get some stops to keep games close but they're also so porous that they give up huge plays left and right so they're a lot of fun to watch like that's why i love atlanta this year they're a great fantasy team to watch and so many of their players i really enjoy i i don't like picking against teams coming off their bye and i am not going to because i'm going back to my overtime rule and also i need to make up some ground here i do love atlanta to cover this especially if you can get it at three and a half and I, it might go up to four i wouldn't be surprised if it did i think this is probably a field goal game but i do think that justin herbert now what four weeks after the rib injury is going to be feeling a lot better coming off of bye week i know mike williams isn't playing but keenan allen should be a lot more healthy after a bye week and he'll be back austin eckler has looked dominant in those past couple games Atlanta has no rush defense. Foreman just looked like an absolute number one stud against them. Yeah, I'll take I'll take the Chargers, but I would bet Atlanta to cover, even though they covered the first you know seven weeks of the season and now or the first six weeks of the season and now haven't covered the past two. But I got them breaking that trend. Three point game. I'll take the Chargers to win though. I mean that
0: that uh, Falcons Carolina game was wacky. Like, I couldn't believe it. Like, how like in the fourth, I knew that it was going to happen once we got to the fourth quarter, that I was going to go back and forth. But I thought when Atlanta scored that touchdown, and there was only seconds left of P.J. Walker as the quarterback, I'm like, that's not Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady throwing the ball in their prime. I, but then, like, in a time where you don't even throw a Hail Mary, he throws a Hail Mary to DJ uh, Moore with three guys on him, and he still caught the ball. I like, I was holding a sleeping baby, and I wanted to like show, like, oh my god! But I just whispered it. But uh,
1: I it couldn't was, believe it. It was insane. How did DJ Moore get behind all of those defenders? It makes, it was just, it's, it's. You're doing one thing. You just can't let the defender or your guy behind you.
0: I don't think they were expecting that play. No. Like, but I know that's like you your goal is to like guard the goal line at all costs whatever do not let anybody get past that goal line yet but i don't know that was that was awesome and then i know that he had the boneheaded penalty and everything like that and like but 48 yards I mean, you're a kicker in the nfl like do your job the extra point yeah and then what was the like it was like a 30 yarder in overtime and he missed that too it's like You can't blame D.J. Moore for the loss. He got the game tied. He made a mistake. The kicker didn't execute, and he's being paid to make kicks. I hate how toxic fans are and every fan base. And, like, it's like, just be realistic for once and actually look at it. Like, the kicker didn't do his job. D.J. Moore made a mistake, but he did his job. And that's why the game went into overtime.
1: Yeah, I blame the kicker far more than uh, Pinero's. That is all on Pinero. You're paid to do one thing, and that's make kicks, and you miss twice. And that's all on him.
0: All right, guys. That was fun to talk about. That game was awesome. It was. Um, The next game, Sunday at noon, is the Indianapolis Colts, who are three, four, and one. Traveling to the New England Patriots who are four and four, the Colts are favored by five and a half. And just I don't like the
1: Colts this year either. Like Wait, wait, the Colts are favored?
0: I might have done this wrong.
1: I I I look it up
0: again, but like I I did it quick this morning. I could have mixed them up.
1: This is this is a break, folks. We're checking real quick because I just can't believe that the Colts will be favored five and a half with a backup QB. And if it is, I don't ever bet on my own team. But hammer the freaking heck out of that line. No, New England's favored by five and a half.
0: Yeah, yep, yeah, I mixed it up. My bad. All... I put the I highlighted the wrong team, but uh, mistakes happen. I'm gonna fix that right now because why not? Yes. that so. makes a lot more sense. Because yeah, I can't see why anybody would even take Indianapolis. I mean, I can, I guess, because it's the NFL, but like I'm not taking Indianapolis. I'm telling no. you, right no. Um,
1: yeah, this is this has been the first week that I guess last week we said it was a little bit it looked like on paper that there was a lot of lopsided games. This week so far, I feel like it's all lopsided games besides that atlanta game i i just i can't see the colts doing anything against new england it's in new england it's sam ellinger or essingler i don't even know how to say his freaking last name and this patriots defense is cooking like matthew judon is going to eat this kid alive. And the rookie cornerbacks, after we got rid of all of our, like, stud cornerbacks, everyone's like, oh, it's going to be terrible, are leading the league in efficiency at cornerback positions. Like, they're dominant on the back end, and also just going to run the ball. Like, I mean, at this moment, it doesn't even seem like it matters if it's Zappi or Mac Jones. You notice I said Zappi first, because I do still want Zappi starting each and every week, but that's a fight we can have after they lose their next game. Ain't going to be this week, though. I got New England for sure.
0: Like, so do you have them covering?
1: I definitely have New England covering, but I don't bet on my own team. So I'm not going to put a lock on it. That's bad juju.
0: Schuster. Smith Schuster. Um, anyways, moving on. This game, like... I, I know how you're going to pick it because of your rules and everything like that, but this one's got to be a really tough game for you to pick. There's two big cat teams. Yeah. And it is the 2-6 and six Carolina Panthers at the 4-4 four and four Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals are favored by seven and a half, but without Jamar Chase, they look like a totally different team. And with the way the uh, Panthers have played the last two weeks, I wouldn't count them out. That's this game is hard to pick either way, but I know your overtime rule that you don't like to pick teams that just played in overtime. Yep. And I don't know. I can't figure out the Bengals though. Like they looked real bad at the beginning of the season, then they looked like they were firing on all cylinders, and now they're like lost. And I know that Jamar Chase is a big deal, but you still got T. Higgins and Tyler Tyler Boyd.
1: Joe Mixon Hayden yeah. Hurst like Joe Burrow like I, I they got I picked the Browns to win that game like I bet on the Browns I don't remember if I I don't think I picked him actually last week when we were doing our picks but I did, not. I did not but I you know right before game time I was really thinking about it and I was looking at some previous matchups and the Browns tend to own the Bengals and it on Monday night yeah but there they did two
0: against them on Monday night but I mean yeah. that's not a big sample size but just saying
1: yeah But at this point, that game was uh, just full-on ass-whooping by the Browns. Like, there was a couple points where it looked like the Bengals might get back into it. And then Nick Chubb just ran the ball down their throat. And don't get me wrong, I loved it for my fantasy team. And for winning a little bit of money. But man, who are the Bengals? I I can't not pick against... I, I gotta pick the Bengals in this game. At home, Carolina's coming out of an overtime loss... I think that, yeah, they're playing really hard, and I'm not going to bet on this game either way because this is, I think, it could be a blowout for Cincinnati, and then in the other way, it could be maybe a blowout for Carolina. Like, if Joe Burrow and them just implode and he tosses a couple picks, this Carolina team is one of those momentum teams. So I got Cincinnati because it's the smart bet, but I don't like this game at all.
0: So, last year, Cincinnati's Achilles' heel was their offensive line. So, off season they went out and they signed some players, they drafted some players, and on Vapor, it looked like they had one of the better offensive lines in the league. This year, their Achilles' heel, once again, is their offensive line. So, at some point, would you consider maybe firing your offensive line coach? Like, I mean... Like, when does it become like, hey, maybe this guy is the reason why they're not doing very good. Because we don't have, like, anybody that was on the offensive line last year, and they're doing just as bad. Joe Burrow doesn't have any time to throw. And if he gets hurt again, like, we're done. Just a thought.
1: It doesn't make a lot of sense. I I must have some – he must be another Dan Schneider where he has something on the owner of the Bengals and he can't be (laughs) fired because, yeah, how – how that guy hasn't been fired after Joe Burrow's been the most hit quarterback. And that's counting Jared Goff, which is insane to say that the Super Bowl losing quarterback from last year has been hit more times than the Lions QB, who you know can't ever defend their quarterback. But uh, Moving on to the
0: next game, Sunday at noon. The five and three Miami Dolphins are traveling to the three and five Chicago Bears. Both well, these teams were active in the trade deadline, but I mean, like Miami in this game. Like what they did against Detroit last week, was like took advantage of that defense that wasn't great. I mean, in the first half, Detroit like like put them back on their heels, but like second half, Miami had that game under control. Detroit didn't even score a point. But uh, Tua was looking good, Hill was looking good, Waddle was looking good, Mozart was looking good. Like, yeah, this team's rolling. Miami's gonna win this game. They're favored by four and a half, by the way, and I feel like they're gonna win by a minimum of a touchdown.
1: Ooh, see, I I'm actually gonna I'm gonna disagree on this one. And folks, this is gonna be my silver lock of the week because I am taking the Bears. Give me those points. And I do think the Bears can win this game outright. I think that Miami's defense looked pretty porous last week. And the Chicago Bears just put up two hell of an offensive showings against two of the better defenses in the NFL. I'm I'm not fully drinking the Kool-Aid on Justin Fields. But I do feel like he is on a hot streak right now. And at home... Against the Dolphins. I can just see the Dolphins losing this game. Uh, especially after that big kind of comeback victory. I, I'm i going to take the Bears here. I think that they are cooking on all cylinders. Even with those trades, I can just... I, I see the Bears winning this game.
0: Okie dokie. The next game is the 6-1... Minnesota Vikings at the four and four Washington Commanders, and I mean the Vikings should not be six and one. They should. The Cardinals easily could have beat the Vikings last week. They just didn't want to. That's what it seemed like.
1: It really felt so many
0: opportunities, and they just gave the game away. And I just don't understand. Let's see. Like that's why I've been saying this like whole year. The Cardinals are not a good team. They have good players. Just not a good team and I, they proved it against the vikings because i don't think the vikings are a good team either like you said it before they're the biggest sham in the nfl and i i agree like i mean they're maybe uh five and three team but six and one no
1: no i i completely agree i i am well i wait cardinals aren't on by this week so we have to talk about them at some point so we'll We'll get to that at the point we're at then. But yeah, the Vikings just, even when the game was being handed to them on a silver platter by the Cardinals last week, they could barely close it out. Like it took them the entire time to close out this game when they had multiple times to drive the dagger in and they are just, they're not good. They are just kind of a crab team. And the commanders are not great either. But you know what? I'm, I've been living and dying with Henneke, F it. I'm taking the commanders in this game. The Vikings have got to lose a game. This, this luck of theirs has got to run out. But then again, probably Harrison Smith will once again get a fourth quarter pick to seal the game just to drive the dagger into my chest. But I got to make up some ground and I, I don't really know where Diesel's going on this, but I could see him picking the Vikings. So I'm, I'm going with the Washington commies. And, uh, I don't
0: know how you heard that I was going to pick the Vikings out of everything I said leading up to this. There's not a chance in hell I'm picking the Vikings in this game. I don't like, the, I like Washington. I've said it all year. Like, I wanted a dogfight in the East, and it's we're getting. Washington is barely hanging on to that, but still, like, they're still part of the conversation. And he, I know they're not going to win. They're probably going to finish last anyways, but they're also going to, like, beat up the other teams, which makes it fun. I feel like Kirk cousins is coming back to Washington. He has some bad memories there. I mean, they paid him a lot of money, but I don't know. I just, I don't like the Vikings chances, but that being said, they'll probably win because something lucky will happen to them. And I can't wait till they lose to the giants in the first round of the playoffs this
1: year, but on a double drink missed field goal.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Another reason you should fire Brian Guttenkust is because Zedaria Smith plays for the Vikings. and Zedaria Smith is number one in the NFC for uh, tackles with a loss and uh, tied for number one in sacks. And why did we let him go? Uh, We didn't have a choice because they mistreated him last year when he was injured. They didn't believe him and totally soured the relationship and he wanted out. And why did he go to the Vikings? He said it, despite the Packers. So, you know what? I'm not going to say it because I don't want to have Chad to uh, edit it out, but a uh, you, Brian Gutentuse.
1: Yeah, it really, uh, more and more, it seems like, the relationships are souring from everyone from Green Bay. I don't know. I don't know. Once again, maybe there's some writing on the wall that someone needs to read, but that's neither here nor there.
0: Well, moving on to a game that I do not give to it's about but uh, we got to talk about it anyways and it's at noon and this is another annoying thing we have like eight games at noon on sunday and only two games at three o'clock slate like i understand that we have six teams on by but like give us like three games at least at three o'clock come on
1: yeah uh that sucks i mean don't get me wrong i'll still be watching red zone but when there's only two games on in the three o'clock slot i kind of like it's a lot of filler (laughs) not not a lot of killer Whole ton of I, filler.
0: Mm, a lot of highlights. Yeah. Um. Anyways, this game is the two and five Las Vegas Raiders traveling to the two and six Jacksonville Jaguars. The Raiders are favored by two. And like, I really do not care about this game. I don't even know who's going to win this game because it seems like what the Raiders laid an egg last week. Like, shut out. Didn't look good at all. I don't. Josh McDaniels is getting fired, right? Like he's gonna be one year in Las Vegas, and they're gonna be looking for another coach. I wonder Maybe, what the, uh, everything will blow over with uh, Gruden, and they'll bring him back. Who knows?
1: I wonder what the record is for most one and done coaches in one season, because there's at least two already this season. Again, I don't. I don't have the list in front of me of who else is a first year coach. I don't. There's not a ton of people um, on the hot seat, but. Like, two coaches, like, and big-time hires as well. Like, that'll be nuts. Because, yeah, he, Josh McDaniels is getting fired here. I'm going to take the Raiders, or not the Raiders. I'm going to take the Jaguars here because they're the big cat team. And also, because even though both these quarterbacks seem to have a desire to give away games, I'm going to take the Jaguars at home to Trevor Lawrence. He just he just plays better at home. He still makes some very poor, poor decisions that I don't understand at all as being an NFL quarterback, but that's neither here or there. I don't play quarterback. I got the Jags. I'm not betting on this game, though. It just this is one of those games that it could either be a 13 to 16 game, which is just nothing happens at all, or it could be a 45 to 38 game where it's just points every time, staying away from it.
0: Yeah, uh... Since you're taking the Jags, I'm going to take Vegas. Give you a chance, maybe to catch up a little bit or make my lead a little larger. Um, I don't know. It's I like I said, I don't care about this game. Like neither of these teams are going to factor in the end, and like it's it's a shame. That's because there's high hopes for Las Vegas and Jacksonville looked promising at the beginning of the season. And now it's just like, meh.
1: Jacksonville uh, stakes a lot on my fantasy team because I have a, a lot of Jacksonville players and the Cowboys are on by, so I have to play Trevor Lawrence this mm-hmm. week as well. But once again, that's my fantasy team, and it's not real, so you don't have to worry about it, folks.
0: Well, moving on to the last noon game on Sunday. It is the 3-5 Green Bay Packers traveling to their division rival... Detroit Lions were one in six. The Packers are favored by three and a half. Tell me why you're picking Detroit, Chad.
1: Obviously, I'm picking Detroit. Well, first of all, because I got to make up ground. And I know you're picking the Packers. I am. <laughs> Two, this is, this is another little brother, big brother fight where the Jets couldn't get it done against the Patriots, but some little brother's got to get it done And Detroit is, like, they lose to the Packers in the most ridiculous ways. Like, Jared Goff fumbles the ball, like, when it just, honest to God, falls out of his hand for no reason. And then they talk about how he has small hands for the next five minutes of the game. And that's all we have to hear about. And it's real obnoxious. I think that the Lions will have their foot down on the gas pedal the whole time. Like, they will be trying to score as many points as humanly possible instead of putting up, you know, say 14 points in the first half and then not scoring in the second half. I don't, with Swift and Jamal Williams, I don't see the Packers, their run defense, they can't stop anyone at all. And with just a little bit of play action, Amun Saint Brown would just be running behind the defense. I, I'm taking Detroit.
0: Oh, that's where you're wrong. The Packers actually have a good run defense. They shut down the running back. Their problem is shutting down the pass. But same time, Detroit can't stop the run or the pass. So, I mean, they're just going to give the ball to Aaron Jones. Like they did last week against the Bills. Like, that worked. I mean, if they were playing probably two-thirds of the league last week, they would have won. Just by giving the ball to Aaron Jones. They would have beat the Giants, they would have beat the Jets, they would have beat the Commanders, they would have just given the ball to Aaron Jones. <laughs> and you know it. And everybody else knows it too, which is very annoying because now they're sitting here three and five when they could be five and three. But I do understand that the Lions are one and six and Dan Campbell is their coach, and the Packers need to be protecting their kneecaps. But I just I don't know. Like if they lose this game they are done they're done like there's no r-e-l-a-x they are done because how are they going to get any better like this receiving core is progressing at the speed that they're expected to progress because they're rookies and like alan lazard is their number one receiver who's a number three on every other team and like yeah so i just can't I can't believe that they're going to lose this game. I can't allow myself to believe they're going to lose this game. So I'm picking them, even though I know it's a reality that it is the Lions. And if they're gonna, if the Lions are going to win a game, it's going to be against the Packers. I know this, just like I knew the Bills were going to beat the Packers last week, and I still picked them. I'm picking the Packers again this week, and I'm done talking about the Packers for the rest of this episode. I think
1: that's fair. I really have nothing against the Packers or anything. I just, I think it's. Once again, it's time to uh, Lions get the monkey off their back, get off the Schneid, and they're going to come out and they're going to be swinging.
0: And I agree with everything that you said. And that's how I knew you were picking Detroit before, we even, even before I even asked you. I just knew yep. it. I know you that well.
1: It's I almost even know like we've known each next other next for over well. a decade.
0: I know you're picking this next game as well. It is the, it's at 305 on Sunday. It is the Seattle Seahawks. We're five and three, traveling to another division game, at Arizona. We're three and five, and Gino Smith playing at a Pro Bowl caliber, which is nuts. He's going to get paid, and then beat Gino Smith again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Probably he's going to Ryan Fitzpatrick. Everyone, that's what Ryan Fitzpatrick yep. did.
0: Yep, um, I mean it's happened so many times. Like somebody like uh, Matt Schaub. Like yeah, people like that. Or uh, who's the guy from Denver that went to Houston that uh, was Payne Manning's backup?
1: Oh, uh, bu- 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 what's his? Uh, I basically can't... took
0: him to the Super Bowl and didn't get to play because they had Peyton Manning. Yep. And uh, I mean the defense took him to the Super Bowl, but like, yeah, you know, whatever.
1: It'll come. Um, who do you got? I this game is. I mean, I have to admit this. I have been behind Arizona this entire season. Been Really, really trying to think that it is them. But Diesel, I have to admit when I am wrong, they are just a bad team. They are mismanaged. They cannot get out of their own way. Seattle, as much as Pete Carroll, seems just like one of the most obnoxious humans on the planet. He's one of those coaches who just... If you buy into his system, they're gonna win. Like it's back to the old Legion of Boom days when Russell Wilson was no one and they were still winning games just by doing Pete Carroll things. Yeah, I got the sea chickens. I, I think the Cardinals goose is cooked.
0: Um, I 100% agree with everything you just said. Uh, the, the funny thing about Pete Carroll is when he's winning, you can't find a person to say a bad thing about them, but when the Seahawks are losing, everybody hates them. Yep. <laughs> but like, but no, if like, yeah, these players are buying into whatever uh, P. Carroll is selling, and whenever the Seahawks do that, they're successful. I think the cancer of the Seahawks it was Russell Wilson, and I think it's very apparent. And they cut that tumor out, like you said, and. Now Denver, it's Denver's problem. He's doing high knees on the plane, and he beat Jacksonville. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah that that was a ridiculous thing. What was the line on this game? P.S.
0: Uh, two and a half.
1: Uh, Seattle's favored. Yes. Yeah, I don't care. I'm I'm laying the points. This is the bronze lock of the week because Seattle is just on a different level right now, and or Arizona is just tail spinning. They just. They cannot figure it out. Minnesota gave them every opportunity to win that game this last week and either through penalties or terrible interceptions or just dropping the ball. The number of drops that Arizona has, I i don't have the stat in front of me, but they have to be leading the league in it because every time I watch any piece of an Arizona game, it's always them dropping wide open passes because they just, Look away from the ball. Like they just, they look like a inexperienced team out there. It's bad penalties, bad football. I I just can't see Seattle losing this game. I don't care. It's a division game and on the road, two and a half points. I will lay those every time. Bronze lock of the week.
0: Moving on to the final afternoon game on Sunday and we have the three and four Los Angeles Rams. Traveling to the 3-5 and five Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I remember when these teams played early last season, like how big of a matchup it was. Tom Brady just coming off the Super Bowl. I mean, we didn't know it at the time. The Rams were the next Super Bowl champions. But like even, in, I think it was like week three, it still felt like a huge matchup with Stafford just getting into the Rams. And now this year, how will the tables have turned? And I mean... This game is exactly what the Rams need because Tampa Bay is not – they're not good. They're a lot like the Cardinals where they have talent, but they're, they've been mismanaged. I don't think that um, – I oh mean what's their coach's name? Uh, Todd Bowles was the right choice to, to like, lead them after Arians. Um, and I don't think it helps that he's still on the sideline with his red face. Um to, to, sometimes he's <laughs> up in
1: the box. Okay.
0: Okay. Oh yeah, true. But I don't know. Just would not be surprised to see Tom Brady get benched.
1: Wow. Which is very,
0: very sad. I mean, at some point, like when when do you do it? Like when they're three and seven? Like if they're three and seven, Tom Brady's not gonna be the starting quarterback. It's just the way it is. If this is the way Tom Brady goes out, it's gonna be Like one of the biggest falls from Grace, but not like in a different way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he would have went out at the top last year. He didn't win the Super Bowl, but like he was the best quarterback in the NFC statistically. Yeah. And this year is just like gotta leave him on more. You can't can't walk out this way. It sucks. But yeah, I got the Rams.
1: I I'm done with the Rams. I'm completely writing the Rams off. I I do think this is Tom Brady's swan song. This is the last year he'll be playing. And I think he's probably got a few good games left in him where it'll look like the old Tom Brady. And I think this might be one of them. I think that if there's one man on this planet who is as petty as Michael Jordan was back in the day, who will take every bit of criticism that's been lobbied and levied against him over the course of this, after losing to Carolina. It's Tom Brady. This, it's going to be a chip on the shoulder. The Rams, I know Cooper Cup is walking and he can put weight on his ankle, but if anything happens to that man, that Rams team has no offense at all. They legitimately can't run the ball. And they can't stop the run anymore. Lenny is, this whole team, I think the best thing I heard, and I can't remember what sports talk radio I heard it on, or if we even talked about it on this podcast already, but the Tampa Bay, everyone on this team got paid. And it went from being a we team to very much seeming like a me team, where just watching the receivers coming out of the huddle before it even looks like the huddle is broken. like. No one paying attention. I I don't think Tampa Bay is good this year either, but I think the Rams are worse. And I think this is one of Tom Brady's, like one of those last few games where just like we're on to Cincinnati all those years ago where they come out and they're going to punch the Rams in the face this time. And I don't think the Rams recover. I will take Tampa Bay in this game. Uh, is Tampa favored?
0: No, the Rams are favored by three.
1: Uh, give me... As a bonus lock of the week, give me Tampa Bay in this game.
0: This doesn't count towards anything. I'm not marking it on the spreadsheet, just so you know. I got your gold, silver, and bronze marked, but that's as far as I go.
1: Okay, that's fair.
0: Zeus is contesting that uh, ruling, but Zeus isn't a governing body on this show, so he has no say. He has no say. Moving on, Sunday Night Football.
1: He wakes up. If he wakes up Cooper, he is gonna be in for some yeah. serious problems.
0: Uh you have the five-and-two. Five and two, it's very surprising. When I wrote this record down, I'm like, are they really five and two? They are. Five and two Tennessee Titans at the also five and two Kansas City Chiefs. And on paper, when you see two five and two teams together, you're thinking that the Lions probably can be pretty close, right? No, the Chiefs are favored 12 and a half. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't see Tennessee winning this game either. I mean, I, I see Derrick Henry putting up some yards and maybe getting a touchdown or two. But that's all about I can see from Tennessee. So, I mean, I got Kansas City winning, but I don't have them winning by 12 and a half. No. Maybe by seven, maybe 10 at the most. But no, I don't think they cover.
1: Yeah, no, I don't think that um, Kansas City covers in this game at all. K- Tennessee is one of those teams that they – I really think Tennessee is also a sham. I've said it multiple times already. I don't think they're that good. And especially if the rookie Malik is starting, who could not throw the ball last week, and they, even with Derrick Henry going off, still almost tried to find a way to lose that game for a time, which I just was like, wow, come on, guys. Get your, head, get your heads out your butt. But I see Kansas City winning this game for sure, but I don't see them covering by 12 and a half. The derrick henry led run offense will waste too much time for them to win by that much so i'm gonna stay away from it and there's no locks on it but yeah give me kansas city
0: yeah, and moving on to monday night this one's an interesting matchup it is the five and three baltimore ravens traveling to the three and five new orleans saints and like Baltimore is screaming out to me like they're favored by three points, but screaming out to me that they're going to win this game. But there's something about the Saints that. Like, I look at like teams like the Cardinals and the Rams and the Buccaneers and like I see that they aren't good teams, but I don't feel that way about the Saints. I feel like they have pieces. I feel like. Like if they play their game. They can beat anybody, but they got to get the other team to play their game as well, and that's that's their problem. Um, like, I really like the way that they've been using Taysom Hill. Like, I actually feel like they should probably be using him a little more since Andy Dalton is their in facto starting quarterback. So, I don't know. I but I mean, I'm taking Baltimore because I think you'd be a fool not to. But I would not be surprised to watch this game and see uh comeback win by New Orleans.
1: Yeah, no, I, I don't actually believe in New Orleans nearly as much as you do. I think that they are a quarterback away from being a good team. I also don't think their coach is great. Uh, I just, Taysom Hill should be used more. I got Baltimore in this game going away. I think Baltimore, especially with the trades they've made and them like coming together. That defense was atrocious to start the year, but it's, really turned a corner. I got Baltimore here for sure.
0: Yeah, well, that's that's all the games for this week. We talked about trades. We talked about last week. I don't think we have much more to talk about.
1: Nope. So, I mean... And Zeus did right, wake up Cooper, this... so... Yep. Uh, he's on the shit list for sure, so, Zeus.
0: I mean, that's a perfect time to end the show then. So, I just will to remind you... To follow me on Twitter at Diesel underscore VFTR. You can follow Chad on Twitter at Chad's underscore Mind. Send your podcast in to VisionariesGoldMedia at gmail.com. We're, uh, you'll be added to the network because we love you already. And you'll be heard on Apple Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Spotify, Podknife, and PodBull. I mean, yeah. So, I mean, I don't have anything else to say. Uh, Happy November, Chad. Uh, Happy November, Diesel. I'm excited. I'm sure we'll be talking about it over the weekend, and I can't wait to talk about some football again next week, talk about these games.
1: For sure, buddy. And good luck in fantasy since we play each other.
0: Yeah, good luck to you as well. And, uh, well, I mean, I guess for my good buddy, the Dadalak Chad, I am Diesel, and I'm saying... Let's go on
1: some football. Bye. This has been a Visionaries Global Media production. Visionaries Global Media. Envisioning excellence on a global scale.